Mate, did we watch a thing this week? Well, kinda. Wait, what? Hello, how y'all doing? Hello everyone in podcast land. <laughs> that's that's a place, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a thing, it's a thing. It's like the North Pole. Yeah. 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 Well, that's a place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How are you doing, Toph? I've barely seen you this week. I know, I've been sick, I've been away for work. This is actually this is the first time we've ever recorded not in the same place, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird not seeing your beautiful hairy face looking back at me. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a mirror so at least I can just look at a beautiful hairy face. <laughs> well, that's nice at least. <laughs> <laughs> how, how you going, mate? You feeling better? Yes, yes, I'm over my um, my plague. That's That's good, that's good. Which was pretty plague-like <laughs> because wait here's the thing we did watch things this week but yes but we're gonna we're gonna answer the age-old question how does a review show work if the hosts didn't watch the same thing we don't yet know no <laughs> no because you, you were you were too plaguey to get out to tomb raider yeah which was like the only good thing about being sick <laughs> oh mate you haven't seen it you don't know <laughs> i think i know <laughs> you don't know <laughs> So, how about we talk Tomb Raider without you having seen it, and then you can tell me about something you watched this week. What did, what did you yeah, watch? Yeah, well, I, I, was, I watched many things, um, stricken on the couch as I was. One of the things I watched was a uh, new Netflix film, the new one from Alex Garland, Annihilation. Oh, man, I've been wanting to see that. You're going to spoil the shit out of that for me, aren't you? No, because I still don't know what happened in it, so we're <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> Well, should we hop into Tomb Raider then? Absolutely. Excellent. All right. The the king the king of genres. Yes. Um, video game which is to say films films based on a video game. They, I mean, that's surefire quality, isn't it? Well, did you know that this uh as far as video game movies go now holds the highest rating on Rotten Tomatoes of any of them? Really? Is yeah. it like in the twenties? <laughs> well, I was I was gonna ask you to guess, but is that your honest guess? Okay, I, I will guess that it is at 44. 51. Oh! 51. The previous record was 44. Do you care to have oh. a guess at what that film was? 44 would be uh, Mortal Kombat? Angry Birds. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of sets the bar for how great video game movies are. So yeah, this now this now is the highest at 51%. So did you did you subject yourself last year to what was the one with Fassbender? Assassin's Creed? Oh, no, I didn't. I heard that was fairly atrocious. No, I, I heard. I didn't watch it because <laughs> I just thought, no way, you're not getting my money. And you love Fassbender. I love Fassbender. But I'm guessing he didn't get his dick out in this. <laughs> Cause, cause yeah. I so I just I just went and watched Shame again. Yeah. <laughs> so Tomb Raider directed by Raw Uthug, which is, I'm sorry, is there a cooler name than Raw Uthug? <laughs> Oh, where are they from? I have no idea, but Raw literally spelled R-O-A-R, like Raw, oh, like a like, tiger. You know, not like something that you'd expect to be from, you know, the Netherlands or something. No, it's, no, it's, it's Raw Uthaug. Wow. <laughs> Doesn't get better than that. So, directed by him and written by Geneva Robertson Dwarat and Alistair Siddons, based on not the original Tomb Raider games, this one is based on the 2013 reboot video game. Didn't know, didn't know there was such a thing. Yeah, yeah. So it, it it made a pretty big comeback. So we follow Lara Croft. We all know Lara Croft. Everybody knows Lara Croft. 
Um, I remember her. Yeah. In this version, though, she is <laughs> kind of ridiculously a down-on-her-luck, although somehow also gazillionaire orphan, uh, who embarks on a perilous journey to her father's last known destination, hoping to solve the mystery of his disappearance. Mm. So, have I sold you on it yet? Mm, no, you're going to have to keep trying. <laughs> well, we've got Alicia Vikander as Lara Croft, who... Okay, I mean, well, that's... Great. Yes, we yeah. love Alicia. Uh, Dominic West is her dad. Walton oh, Goggins. Yeah. I like Tom West. Yeah. You, have, you, never, you haven't watched The Wire, have you? No, I have not. All, wi- all Wire watchers are fans of Tom West, I think. Yeah, there you go. And Walton Goggins as the worst bad guy ever. He, oh, he I love Walton Goggins. Mate. That, well, I mean, for starters, I, I don't know if I've seen this dude in anything, but he's got a five head. He's got the biggest forehead I've ever seen. <laughs> like, it's literally- he's an awesome, every, Everything I've ever seen him in, he's been awesome. I'm not blaming him. I'm I'm blaming the script. It's he he's like he's a video game villain to like the worst extent of a video game villain. Yeah. So the the movie's just bad. They set Lara up in the weirdest way. She's poor, and one of the first scenes is her losing in a boxing or a wrestling match. I don't know the difference between boxing and wrestling, but she loses anyway. And like they give her no motivation at all for this adventure she's going on other than her missing dad who's been gone a long time like it's it's a really strange thing that they've done with her like it's we like her ass kicking and bow and arrow abilities just come out of nowhere like she's she's this poor girl even though her dad's a gazillionaire for some reason she's got no money mm. and did she squander did she squander it No, no, like, basically the way they're doing it is she's refusing to sign the papers saying that he's dead. I don't know why that's her job anyway. Like, why is it her job to say whether he's dead or not? Like, isn't that up to a doctor or something? (laughs) Um, But, uh, like, as long as she refuses to sign those papers, she can't get her inheritance, which... Like, where where is the money then? Is it just sitting there in an account waiting for him? I don't know. I know you're you're not like you're not a caseworker or a legal person, so asking you probably isn't the best move. But, and and you haven't seen the movie, so this is going great already. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically we start off with that, and then she decides for some reason to finally sign the papers. But when she goes to do it the lawyer gives her this Japanese wooden puzzle thing that her dad left for her. And she, of course, solves it instantly. And there's a clue inside that leads to where he maybe is. So she decides to... She still doesn't sign the papers to get the money. She goes and, like, pawns off some of her parents' jewellery, which is really special to her because it's, like, the only memory she has of them. But she goes and pawns it off to get the money to go on this crazy, wacky adventure. (laughs) So she follows his trail that leads her on a boat off, I guess it's like China or Hong Kong or something, uh, out to this mysterious island. Ooh. <laughs> and of course, you know, when when uh, when they find the island, it's pissing down rain and thunder and lightning and they crash the boat. And once on the island, she finds Walton Goggins, uh, the bad guy who has, he's looking for the same thing that her father was, which is this mystical mummy lady. And it's never really explained why they're looking for her. Like the dad- The couple of times it comes up, he's like, oh, I need to protect the world from anyone else finding her. But it's like, well, mate, you kind of are the one who led everyone here. So what, like, what the hell are you talking about? And, you know, like the scenes once we're on the island, this is when the movie actually 
starts going when thing when it really picks up you got some really cool action scenes of her just being a badass running through the tomb you know she gets a bow and arrow all that stuff and that stuff is really really cool the acting is terrible alicia vikander is wonderful she is so great but both dominic west and walton goggins are so bad it's like watching a soap opera and i don't think it's their fault i think it's the like the dialogue and the just how bad the plot and writing and everything is Mm. but it's 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 hard to watch any scene with dialogue in it (laughs) the thing of it is that the action scenes are actually really really good like the visuals i was surprised you would be surprised at how good the cinematography in this movie is it's shot yeah. really well like it's shot really well and the visual effects are some of the best i've seen in recent times well that's interesting because i remember from look from the trailer i thought the the effects looked horrible but it might just have been a case that they weren't actually completely finished when the yeah. trailer was made yeah i remember that there's a shot from the trailer where she's jumping across someone or other and like the amount that she does not look like she's in anything resembling a real environment is just like like Zack Snyder would be appalled. <laughs> no, well they fixed all that up. Like the the visuals are really really strong. There's only one shot in the whole thing which is like completely the other way so bad which is when she finally kills Walton Coggins. It's one of those classic video games. She pushes oh, him off the cliff. Spoiler alert, mate. <laughs> She pushes him off a cliff and you do that whole, like, the camera follows him down as he's falling, like, yep. looking at his face. And that is a tr- He's so clearly just, like, laying on a big green cube and kicking his legs and arms around. And then they've put him in this shot that just does not even make sense. But apart from that one shot, it all looks really great. And the action... Is really cool. If this movie was nothing, if this movie was just an hour and a half, because for starters it's two hours, which is way too long. Mm. If this was just an hour and a half of Lara Croft running through the jungle and tombs doing cool shit with no dialogue at all, I'd love it. <laughs> but but then then I'd just go play the video game because that's that's it would look exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> but those those scenes are really cool when it's just Alicia Vikander just doing her stuff. I'm like, yeah, this is this is awesome. And have you heard any of this bullshit about how Alicia Vikander's not sexy enough? I'm sorry, who thinks that Alicia Vikander it, this is- is, It's like a full controversy. The amount of- it, it's like, Is it a full when- controversy or is it two guys on Reddit? No, 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 no. This, this is- it's, it's, it's like ridiculous. Do you remember when Gal Gadot got cast as Wonder Woman and there was all that shit about her not being like- her physical build not being Wonder Woman enough. Yeah, it's the same because, of course, Lara Croft, the video yep. game character, obviously. But isn't had. isn't new video game Lara Croft different yes. from old Lara Croft yes. anyway? Yes, she is. The new one is so different. Someone was like, okay, actually, that would be difficult to run. <laughs> yes, but I mean, even like that aside, like who cares if she does an awesome job? Which honestly, she's the best part of the movie. Who cares? So, yeah, that, yes, aside from, yes, straight so, up, who yeah. cares? And even if you chose to care, you're still wrong. Yeah, exactly. So I just, I just want to leave you with a quick fuck this guy. All right. So this is a review from a guy called Jerome Mader. 
from the Philly Voice newspaper, right? So he, they've since removed this part from the article because of all this controversy. But this is this is actually what word for word was written in his article. Vikander's appearance is also markedly different than Jolie's. She never comes across as having an ounce of sex appeal and at times looks like she could be 16. Toss in the lack of curves and Warner Brothers could have decided to gender bend and make a film titled Luke Croft and it would have come across the same way. They would not have had to change the script at all. Such interchangeability is not exactly empowering for women. That is an actual paragraph from a review of this movie. A lack of empowerment because she doesn't look <laughs> because pixelated not, enough or how something. How ridiculous is that? Mm. So I just wanted to take a bow. Quick, fuck that guy. <laughs> Um, because I mean she's Alicia Vikander the girl is hot and even if she wasn't who cares (laughs) like aren't we past those times where that's what matters well apparently not (laughs) so all in all I'm probably making it sound worse than it is I bet you haven't like the truth is this isn't a bad movie like there's a lot of things in there to enjoy Alicia Vikander is awesome she is really really great she's a great lara croft she's fun she's engaging she does a good job the action scenes and the visuals are really really good like it looks really really nice and the action scenes are tremendously fun like like i said if that's all this movie was it'd be great the problem is that there's all this dialogue and plot and other bad actors around it that just really drag it down but it's not a bad movie. To me, anyone who's giving it lower than a five is just being harsh AF. It's not absolutely terrible. I think the 51% on Rotten Tomatoes, I think all of the positive reviews are probably around a six or a five. And the negative reviews are probably around a four. So I think around a five is fair for this movie. The only review that I had seen something of, and I, I didn't actually see this, um, I just got told about it. Um, someone said that, it had been given one star and the person made a point that they're not allowed to give zero. Oh, wow. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, someone liked it a lot less than I did then. I didn't hate my time in the cinema. It was fine. Were you oh. alone in the cinema? <laughs> oh, mate, I was the only person in the entire cinema. It was fantastic. I, I, I <laughs> that is in, the dream. I walked into the cinema and I went to order some food and I said, oh, do you need to know my seat number? And the girl goes, ah, oh, no, you're the only one in there. I think I'll find you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah. Because <laughs> that's the way to see a movie. Well, given your comparative generosity to films compared to me, I'm pretty happy that I didn't get my birthday spoiled by having to go and watch this thing. I think you probably would have given it a two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's fair to say. I'd, I suspect I'd still I like was... you to watch it at some point. I won't. <laughs> I was probably happier on the couch. With Natalie Portman. Yes. Yeah, so as you were in the cinema with Alicia Vikander. <laughs> T- so tell me tell me about Annihilation. So, so Natalie Portman is pretty much all I know about it. Her and Tessa Thompson? Yes, Tessa Thompson's in there. Jennifer Jason Lee is in there. Oh, Jennifer Jason. Um, who plays um, Jane the Virgin? My wife would know. <laughs> There's all right, she's in there and I was like and I was like, Oh, I know who that is that's Jane the Virgin, but I haven't seen Jane the Virgin, so I don't know her name. <laughs> Gina Rodriguez. All right, Gina well. Gina Rodriguez is in the film, uh, as are some other people. Um, notably, Oscar Isaac is back from uh, doing Ex Machina with right. Alex Garland. I was going to say that was also Alex Garland, right? 
Yeah, that was his. I'm I'm fairly certain that Ex Machina was his directorial debut. This is this is second and sticking sticking with sci-fi for his directing Annihilation. It's based off a book. Uh, it's the first in a trilogy, I think. Uh, I hadn't I hadn't heard of the books um, before seeing the film, and so it will shock you. I haven't read them. Um, but but sort of, sort of like Ex Machina, it's this kind and like when when we were talking to the good folk at Cinematic Respect about Solaris, and we were talking about it being you know there's this kind of almost meditative mood around it, which which Ex Machina kind of has going on to a degree as well, but more so in in Annihilation. It's not. I mean, it'd probably be unfair to say that it's it'd be unfair to the plot. Of the film to say that it's not a plot-driven stop film, mm-hmm. like there is a, a there's a specific goal that the characters are after, um, but the story does kind of jump around timeline-wise a bit, and it's it is I think it's fair to say that it's more concerned with themes than it is the story. Okay, the only thing I've heard about it is the shimmer, the shimmer. And I, but I don't know what that is. I've just heard people say, you know, like if there's a review of it, the headline might be like, oh, going into the shimmer to watch Annihilation. I have no yeah. idea what that means. Is, is so, it like a Solaris type thing? Like does the shimmer make things happen? Yeah, it does. So no one in the film knows what the shimmer is either. The shimmer is this thing that has happened. Oh, it's an event. To, well, it's, who knows? It's 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 an event. It is it is a physical. The, the the shimmer is a physical manifestation of something that causes a kind of dome thing that looks like you know bubble liquid. That kind of you know rainbow prismy light thing. There's probably a term for it. Yeah. And things that happen if 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 people go into the shimmer, they don't come back. Uh, this was true up until Oscar Isaac's character came back, but he's not quite right. So Oscar Isaac's wife, Natalie Portman, our hero, she is enlisted slash volunteers to head into the Shimmer because she, along with the other people uh, going in, the performers that we've already mentioned, they all have kind of a specific skill set that they hope will... Um, bring some kind of understanding as to what is happening. I mean, mo- most of the film then is is the the five travelers in the shimmer, and there's the design of everything within the shimmer is really really cool because the world within the shimmer is it's like a bizarro reflection of the world. Like it's it's still our world, but there's just differences. So it's. Okay, so it's not like the upside down. No, like they they come across uh, and I suppose it's an alligator, not a crocodile. Although it looks pretty crocodile like. Maybe it is a croc- yeah, I don't crocodile. Crocodile, alligator. What's the difference? Yeah, ours are better in their crocs. So let's go with crocodile. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like <laughs> Mick Dundee and Brown. Yeah, they come across a crocodile, but it's got um, like those regenerating layers of teeth, like a shark would have. Oh, okay. It's okay. like things have been kind of spliced in there. Um, yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down. And in, in the end, it's it's Tessa Thompson's character who kind of realises that the reason that no... Because a certain, when, I, when I said earlier that no one's come, at, come, no one's come back out of the Shimmer, they've also had no kind of radio contact or anything within there, and they didn't know why. And 
it is because things get somehow kind of yeah things things get reflected back from the shimmer once you're in there and this includes uh dna okay all right and it kind of bounces back and splices and and weird things happen okay so with oscar isaac it's almost like a pet cemetery type deal then mm. so yep. is there like an old man in a straw hat standing outside the door to the shimmer going like you don't want to go down that road it should be <laughs> there should be <laughs> yeah just just props to the 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 designer or, or anyone who worked on the design of things in this film because there is some really really cool stuff yeah i don't want to, i don't want to say too much because i like it's on netflix i assume you're gonna watch it no nah, do it mate that's what we do <laughs> um there's pl- plants for instance this is not spoiling a ton there's these plants that grow in the exact kind of form of a human and so they're there with oh, leaves wait, wait, kind wait, of wait, blowing. Wait. So they they're just shaped like a human. Yeah, but you can ke- like you keep waiting for them to move or something because That's pretty cool. Because there yeah there are sequences in the film that are quite horror film like. Yeah, and so you wouldn't like it's not like you'd be entirely shocked if something like that happened. But like no no it is just a it's just a plant <laughs> or is it or is it? <laughs> <laughs> so with the production design when this movie was. This this was intended to be in theatres, right? That's my understanding. So, after having seen it, because for those who don't know, here in Australia, we didn't get it in as a cinema release at all. It was just direct to Netflix. After having seen it, has that disappointed you? Do you wish you had the chance to see this in a cinema, or were you fine watching it on your TV? I would love to have seen it in a cinema. Yeah. That, um, that's what I figured. That extra level of kind of immersion that you get from being in the theatre rather than on your couch where, you know, you probably haven't turned your phone off and there's light coming in through the blinds and all that kind of. Yeah. Just, it is, you know, it is just a different environment watching a movie at home. Yeah. And you've got, you've got a lot of light coming in your window too. <laughs> oh, damn. like, because we're in Australia, the sun's always out. Yeah. It's rubbish. <laughs> are, are you still running your phone in black and white? Yeah, I am. So that, so that you don't look at it as often? Is yes. it working for you? Yeah, I think it is. And now yeah. if I'm watching like a, if I want to watch a trailer or something on my phone and I, I put it back to color, I'm like, whoa, that is weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Annihilation is, um, you know, I mean, we, we talk about it every other week about, you know, a movie that's not for everyone. This is not, even though there is a bunch of action and horror type stuff in the film, it's not an action film. Yeah, and if right. you go into it just to kind of half pay attention and see a bunch of stuff get shot and everything, you're going to be disappointed. Is is it very long? I don't recall it being particularly long. I think it's about two hours on the... Yeah, it's okay. kind of close enough to being two hours on the on the yeah. button. Everything's two hours these days. <laughs> yeah. I miss the 90-minute days. Interestingly, Oscar Isaac was shooting this at the same time that he was shooting Last Jedi. Like they was, Oh, really? Yeah, they were shot on adjacent lots. Huh. So he would kind of... I think he would kind of go do some annihilation one day and then pop over to Star Wars the next day. And now, am I right in remembering? I think I've heard this right. Is is Oscar Isaac basically the only male member in the main cast of this film? Is it is it a very female driven movie? Um, yeah, uh, Benedict Wong is in there in these. Oh, I love Benedict Wong. Yeah, yep. We like Benedict, and he's. Um, well, I mentioned before that the film doesn't go in one linear sort of timeline. Uh, there are these scenes where Benedict Wong is interviewing Natalie Portman once she's come back out about yeah, okay. what she saw in there. And he's very, 
he's very suspicious of her for reason, and we don't know why. Okay, because um, we've been the rest of the film we're going along with Natalie Portman. He's like, why are you being mean to Natalie? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but is there a reason to be mean to Natalie? There is definitely a reason to be suspicious of Natalie. The The final kind of, how long would this sequence be? 10 minute sequence, I guess, that is the climax of the film. Uh, is It's a complete trip. Like when she, when, when Natalie Portman's character gets to the, the goal, where, where these characters have been heading the whole time, which is this lighthouse, which is the, the epicenter of the shimmer. Oh, that sounds dope. I love lighthouses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once she gets to the lighthouse, like shit goes a hazy shade of trippy, and it is very cool. That and sounds pretty cool. Yeah, the whole sequence in there reminds me of like the the, the liner artwork from a Tool album. Like that's the kind of <laughs> that's the kind of headspace I reckon <laughs> if, to try and explain it. <laughs> so what's your what's your final rating? Is it? Do you suspect it's better than Tomb Raider? Look, my suspicion is that Annihilation is better than Tomb Raider. <laughs> no, but you're wrong. You are dead wrong. Tomb Raider is the best video game movie we've ever had, mate. <laughs> I refuse to believe. Don't lie. I refuse to believe it's better than the original Mortal Kombat, <laughs> which is a classic. Uh, I so I gave Annihilation seven out of ten. Oh, that's pretty high for you. It's um yeah, it's it's a good movie. It's not a great movie, and it's not as good as Ex Machina. Yeah. But, For me, that's probably like a nine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like the, the the cast is really good. Uh, it's a good looking film. Well, I actually, I really like the fact that Alex, Alex Garland doesn't go into shaky cam mode because, like, they're traipsing through kind of swamp likey terrain for a bunch yeah. of it. But it's you know it's not just full wobble wobble wibble. Can't even tell what's going on camera, yeah. which which yeah, is fantastic. Right. I think. Actually, Tomb, Ra- Tomb Raider did the same thing, which I was uh, when I was talking about how good the cinematography is. That was part of it. The action scenes were very well shot. You know, like scenes of running through the jungle, which yeah, usually you'd go for that over the shoulder, over the shoulder, shaky um, cam. Yeah. Uh, they don't do that. It's a very smooth track. Um, just little mm-hmm. touches like that are really nice, or or really nice wide shots. You know, like almost bird's eye view of her running through the jungle. Or there's this amazing shot where she's jumping out of this ship. Uh, and there's lightning crashing and stuff, and it's a really, really wide shot, and she's framed right over to the right of screen. It's really nice. Yeah, well, mine's mine's worth seeing. Okay, all right. I'm I'm not going to see yours. <laughs> <laughs> you got lucky. You got out of it this week, mate. Thanks, illness. <laughs> Look, I mean, you got off light this week because do you remember what we're doing next week? Pacific Rim Two. <laughs> oh God, I quit. <laughs> It's all right, no, because after that, we've got some really good stuff coming up. In the next couple of weeks, we've got Ready Player One, which is early reports are that it's, like, better than expected. I heard like, that because it showed at South by Southwest, didn't it? It, it and, did, and people, yeah. And a bunch of people who apparently went in with expectations where I think ours both were yeah. came out kind of going, actually, that was really cool. Yes, yeah. So early reports have been that that's incredible. So we got that in like two weeks. We got Isle of Dogs coming up, which looks oh, really, yeah. really cool. So yeah, don't worry. I know Pacific Rim is going to be a struggle. Like Pacific Rim was terrible, and that was directed by Guillermo del Toro. I actually haven't seen it. <laughs> Pacific Rim 2 doesn't even have del Toro, so how bad is it going to be? He, he helped writing, yeah? Or has he completely stepped back? I don't know. I'm sure he's got a producer credit on it. 
Yeah, he's got to get that money. Yeah, absolutely. He'd be struggling for work post Oscar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was a good chat. I'm. What? I'm. <laughs> was it? <laughs> You'll, we'll find out after we've edited this. <laughs> Train wreck. <laughs> it's hard to have a one-sided conversation. <laughs> we didn't in think this through in very well. States. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like, how hard can we make this episode for ourselves? Uh, yeah. No. You stay here. I'll go interstate. <laughs> I'll watch a movie. You watch a different movie. <laughs> and we're recording like way later in the week than we usually do too. So we've got very little time to edit. So uh, this is we should have just gone live. Oh, we'll do that next week. Okay. (laughs) We'll just do it from the movie theatre. We'll do a commentary for Pacific Rim 2. It would just be me sitting there going, boo. (laughs) That's right. A two hour long episode of We Watch Your Thing, which is just boo. Get out of this movie, Finn. Get back to Star Wars. And just the sound of popcorn crunching in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that the other guests at the cinemas will love us. They will. They will. <laughs> All right. Well, I I hope that your week improves. I'm glad to hear that you're feeling better. Thanks, mate. And thanks for um, kind of waving me off <laughs> Tomb Raider yeah. with your it's five right. out of ten, which for a normal person is, <laughs> is a two. A two. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're not getting out of Pacific Rim. So look forward to that one, buddy. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> you know what? Maybe next week I'll ditch Pacific Rim. <laughs> <laughs> Like I watched season seven, episode two of Friends. <laughs> For the 28th time yeah. this week. <laughs> if you want to um, get in contact with us, you can do that at wewatchathing.com or at wewatchathing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at wewatchathing. And feel free to write into us, tell us, you know, how shit this episode was <laughs> so that we don't do it again. And uh, catches. Bye, everyone. Bye.